When you take a look at any professional industry, everybody wants to be the guy or the girl. But what happens is most people won't talk to you about the byproducts of what it takes to be that person. Let's dive deep into the shame of not making deals and the shame of losing deals. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from the North Shore of Oahu today. Today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from Haleiwa Ali'i Beach Park, which is on uh, North Shore of Oahu, where as I'm recording and as you are listening, it could be two different exact times, but it is winter, so the waves are freaking amazing. I just came from Pipe, where Ehukai Beach is, is uh, where it was, and uh, there was some big wave surfing going on. So in the background, I want to give you some updates of what's going to happen. You are going to hear the ocean. That is a given. I'm 30 feet from the water. You are going to hear birds chirping because I am sitting under trees. And occasionally you may hear kids playing because there's kids about 100 yards from me one direction and 100 yards from me the other direction. And water carries sound. So if uh, helicopters fly by, I will pause and you will never know it because I'll edit it out of this recording. So with that being said, today is episode number 197, Shame and Sales and What Happens After Rejection. And that is a placeholder title, so uh, I had to make some show notes. I've got three pages of type notes for this episode, and this is an important episode. I wanted to record it from the beach. So, with that being said, Scott Sylvan Bell is not a licensed health professional. If you feel like you need to get some help, find somebody who's qualified. Talk to somebody who's got some uh, letters behind their name. Uh, my MBA doesn't count. So, if you are qualified and you hear me use some language and technical terminology, and you're like, Scott, that's not exactly how you explain it. And I'm going to say, okay, I had to pick a team and I had to choose to work with salespeople to deal with regret and rejection and shame. And so uh, it's not going to be the technical definition. It's going to be like sales definitions of shame and the problems that people face. So now that we got all the technical stuff out of the way and all of the, uh, the fun stuff out of the way, let's, let's bring on, let's bring on what happens with shame and sales. And I like to have conversations with people that nobody else wants to have because I feel like that's the one way for me to move through life faster. Um, whenever I meet with a therapist now, and I didn't do this when I was younger, whenever I meet with a therapist, I'm like, I'm paying you money and good therapists charge by 45 or 50 minutes. And it could be 200, 300, four, 500 bucks an hour. I'm like, I'm going for max pain because I want the maximum out of my investment. So the conversation that I'm going to have with you today is one that I, I searched the internet and I didn't find very much good content. I found a couple of articles, but I didn't see any podcast episodes and I didn't see anybody talking about this. So the content I'm going to share with you today comes from my own internal issues, my own problems, um, conversations with salespeople and even professional therapists. And if it's something that came up with me, I'm going to be wide open and say this is something that happened with me. But since I don't have permission from other people, I may change their story up a little bit, but I'm not going to use their name. So let's talk about what shame is. Shame comes from the feelings that you have about yourself. So think about this. 
you close deals, you have feelings about yourself. You don't close feelings, you don't close deals, you have feelings about yourself. And when it comes down to it, your personal life is going to affect your business life. And your business life is going to affect your personal life. It's just, it's cyclical. These two things go hand in hand. Before I got started, I looked up multiple definitions of what shame is. And so here are the best two definitions. Wrong or foolish behavior, regret, self-hate, and dishonor. So wrong and foolish behavior is one. Regret, self-hate, and dishonor is the other. And, and from my perspective and from my view and from working with salespeople and, and closers, deep shame comes from the regret and rejection. These two things go, go hand in hand. And shame comes from the belief of judgment from others, not, not just yourself. You can look around and say, what's Bob going to think? What's Mary going to think? What's Steve going to think? What's Joe going to think? And sometimes we make stuff up in our heads, including me. Sometimes I make stuff up in my head. So I'll talk to people and say, tell me what you think. And in my mind, I'm like, they love it. And they tell me, I don't like it. Or sometimes in my own mind, I say, they don't like it. And then they come back with, I love it. So we can be wrong, including me. And so uh, when we talk about shame, it's an embarrassment. It's a form of humiliation. Like there's probably been a time in your life where you've been just absolutely scared to tell somebody a problem that you faced or an issue that you had or something that happened to you. So I'm going to I'm going to share with you the reason why there isn't an episode number two for the How to Sell show. I haven't released it. Uh, It's one of the last interviews I did with my dad, and it was very emotional for me because uh, I had never told my dad that I had gotten engaged. He knew that I was having, you know, relationship problems in 2008 and 2009, and the way that he found out was on that episode. And it wasn't for the shame of you hearing it as a listener. It was the hurt that my dad had when he heard that I had gotten engaged and I never told him. So if you're like, Hey Scott, you know, your episodes are one episode off. Eh, yeah. You know, I've got a reason for it and it's, it has nothing to do with the judgment of you. It has everything to do with, man, that, that was one last time that I got to have a conversation with my dad. And it was it, it, like, I went home and I cried. I really did because I had never told my parents. They had no idea. For let's say let's say seven or eight years, my parents had no idea I'd gotten engaged, because there was shame behind it. It was like for me, I felt bad that it didn't happen. I felt bad and embarrassed that you know uh, the person that I loved, I couldn't keep in my life. I felt embarrassed because if I told my parents, like what was going to happen if they found out, and you know what would they think of me? So uh, just so you know, I am being one hundred percent transparent because. I want you to know that we all go through these feelings and we all go through these emotions. And if you hear me choke up a little bit, it's because, you know, it it is, it's not an embarrassment for me anymore. Uh, It was, it was a big source of pain in my life. It was, it was a huge problem in my life because I couldn't come clean to my parents. And so when I give you this example, I want you to think of problems that you've had in your life or problems that you've had in sales that you were embarrassed to talk about them, that you didn't want to have that conversation. So embarrassment, embarrassment is a normal thing to have when you're not closing deals. Embarrassment is a normal thing to have when somebody invests time and energy in you and trains. Embarrassment is a normal thing to have when you thought you had the deal in the bag and it doesn't close. So I want to give you this formula for rejection. Rejection comes from putting in time, effort, energy, risk, money, or reputation. If you have those six things, if you have one of those six things, you have the ability to be rejected. 
If you have six of those six things, you have a high, a very high probability that you can feel like you've rejected. Now, conversely, if you don't put in time, effort, energy, risk, money, or reputation, you may feel feelings of regret. And sometimes feelings of regret will bring you the emotions of shame. They will because like now you're embarrassed that you didn't do something right. So I want you to think out of all of these that your reputation is targeted here. Because at the end of the day, when you talk to other closers, you know, that reputation of being able to walk into the fire, close the deal, walk out with the money and laugh, that's what everybody wants. Because we all want that respect. We all want that feeling that somebody knows, hey, this guy or this girl can close deals. Now, some of these feelings can be pre-programmed from when you were a kid. You know, you think of the things that have happened in your life. You think of the relationships that you had. You think of the problems that you faced. So as a kid, I was bullied. I was made fun of. So in my lifetime, I've been susceptible to routines. So it's important to point this out. Remember, I told you from the very beginning, I was going to be very open with you about problems that I face. So please understand when I talk about me, I do that so that you know it's okay to talk about you. It's okay for you to talk through your problems and your issues. And because of this, we can get caught up in routines of past behavior. We can connect with people in certain ways over past behavior. So like when you've lived through life, a problem in your life. So if I talk to people who have been bullied, there's like a common thread. There's a common feeling to it. When I tell people that in my life I was made fun of, um, there's a common thread to it. I don't have to explain everything. They hear the words and they're like, that guy knows. I, I spoke in Vegas a couple of years back and uh, I, was, I was sharing my speech impediment story. And somebody came up afterwards and they were like, holy crap, Scott. They didn't use this language. They, they, I'm trying to keep my G rating on my podcast episode here. They said, holy crap, Scott. You know, I went through the same thing and I didn't realize that other people had been through it, th- been through it too. And I appreciate you, you know, standing on a stage and being able to admit publicly what you've been through. And uh, I got to tell you, it was it was very emotional for me. You know, this person was near tears. I was near tears. It was it was one of those things. So people who have lived through it understand closers, you know, closers who have been through tons of deals and missed deals and missed important opportunities that they will tell you in the beginning, there was lots of feelings of shame. And then over time, they were able to work through them. But if it was an important deal and they felt embarrassed to tell a family member or a friend, then those feelings of shame came up. So there's feelings like when you don't succeed. It could be a feeling of loss. I feel like I'm losing out. It can be a feeling of loneliness that nobody, nobody can understand what I'm going through right now. There's no way in the world that anybody can understand what I'm going through right now. It just, it doesn't make sense. It's too hard to put to words. There could be anxiety uh, when that happens. It's that feeling of nothing's working right now. And anxiety and panic go hand in hand especially in sales. Anxiety anxiety and panic, there's two feelings that, oh my goodness, I feel them occasionally. I feel anxiety in a big room where there's a lot of noise because of uh, my hearing problems. So I get anxiety in large rooms. I really do. So if you're like, if you ever see me at a live event and I have earphones in, you're like, oh, Scott's antisocial. No, Scott's not antisocial. Scott's got earphones in so that, uh, that my anxiety doesn't kick in, that my issues with being in a room, because I can't hear Everything sounds like mud. Everything everything uh, combines together. Uh, I have hyper hearing, so it's just like one of those things that just absolutely freaks me out. Frustration. I've put in so much work and effort, and I'm not getting to where I need to be. 
you know, you got the internal doubt. What is wrong with me? How come I can't make this work? How come everybody else can make it work and not me? And then there's the real feeling of shame that I don't want people to, to see that I'm not closing deals right now. And so, once again, your upbringing can have impact on this. If you had a strict upbringing, shame can come from lack of performance. Like if, if your parents or your guardians had a lot of demands from you that demanded the best and you aren't able to achieve what you think that they would love you for, that's a reason why you can feel shame. If you had somebody pay for your training to help get you where you are, the shame can come from not letting, from, excuse me, the shame can come from letting somebody down. It's like a projected disappointment. You look around and you're like, Bob and Mary are going to be so mad at me. They paid for my, my training. They paid for my coaching and nothing's going on with it. It could be disappointment from others. And once again, it could be real. You could be making it up in your head. There's been times where I've been like, oh my goodness, I've got shame here. And uh, there was no upset feelings. You know, I, I shared with you the story of, of telling my dad on a podcast that I got engaged that he didn't know. Well, the backstory of that is he talked to me afterwards off, off air, off camera. And we talked about, you know, how important it was to me and uh, the feeling of letting it go. But I got to tell you, it, it, the, there is a hinge of those feelings still there. It, it doesn't, it's not 100% gone away from me. And I believe that sometimes by talking these things out loud, by talking them through, that it, it, it'll free me. So if I'm kind of like going back and forth on it, this is a, a very revealing part of my life. And it's, it's not something that I was ready to really expose, ready to have a conversation about. But for the sake of this podcast, I, I promised you in the beginning that I was going to be real and since it is tough, I'm kind of like wandering through it because I've never really spoken this out loud. And so sometimes salespeople, and in my mind, sometimes professionals get shame and rejection confused. And I'll add guilt to this. I'll add that the, the guilt is sometimes part of this. And um, shame has a hinge of fear. It has a, 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 a hint of uncertainty. It's got some some guilt, it's got some nervousness, it's got some despair, it's got some anxiety, it's got some humiliation. And so like when salespeople come to me and they're like, Scott, I'm not closing. And we have conversations and I'm like, let's, let's go through all of the emotions that you feel right now. Let's go through everything that you feel like you have going on in your life. And so they're like, I've got fear, I've got uncertainty, I've got guilt, I've got nervousness, I've got despair, I've got anxiety, I've got humiliation. I'm like, it's no wonder. I mean, that's a pretty deep recipe. And the more of those things you feel, the worse it is. And I will share with you 100%, 100%, you add all of those feelings up, it's going to make your sales process struggle because you have a very low representation of belief about yourself. When I go through this, you know, it's, it's definitely an issue. When I have my own personal problems and I look around, I'm like, man, who else feels this way? And then I got to remind myself, look, these are all normal emotions that people live through. When I don't close deals, when you don't close deals, there's a ton writing on the line. It could be income. It could be reputation. It could be, uh, uh, you know, people counting on you. I had a big deal that I was working on a couple months ago, and it didn't go through. And, like, for a moment, my brain started going, man, I'm kind of embarrassed this didn't happen. And then I started remembering, okay, in most industries, one out of every three deals is a good closing rate. And in most industries, 50-50, 50% of closing deals is an amazing closing rate and 75% closing rate is a fantastic. So I started going, okay, I closed this deal. I closed that deal. I closed this deal. And I went, okay, it was time for me to, to fall down. I was flying 
back over to Sacramento from from uh, Honolulu for Thanksgiving a couple months back. And uh, my flight got delayed. Now, here's the stat. If you're on an airplane and you fly a lot, one out of every seven plane rides that you're on is going to get delayed or may even be canceled. And so they get on the microphone and they get on the speaker and everybody starts grumbling and groaning. And I just kind of laughed to myself because I started thinking about how many flights that I've been on that haven't been delayed. And I think I was like a number 15. I was on number 15 that hadn't been delayed. And so, um, you know, sometimes the way that you look at it is like, this hasn't happened to me for a while. The real deal is we have self-talk. And uh, sometimes this self-talk starts with, what did I do wrong? Why am I broken? And then it turns into like statements like, I can't do this. I'll never make it. I'll not be loved. And it's amazing how fast that that conversation goes from just a little bit of doubt to a lot of doubt. So I would say, hey, look, I can't tell you what to do. I can share with you that I've talked to quite a few salespeople in my lifetime. And I've talked to plenty of salespeople off the ledge, so to speak, when they're, when they're really struggling. And it's very important to pay attention to what you start saying to yourself when you're not closing deals. And, you know, here's the thing. Shame's a, a tough topic to talk about. And I'm going to include even for me. And it's taboo for so many reasons. And when you take a look at it, vulnerability can be very difficult because that can be used against you. It can be used against you in conversation. It can be used against you from somebody who you love. It could be uh, used against you by somebody who's professional. And sometimes people do that. Sometimes people go too far and they, they say and they do things that are just absolutely horrible. And, you know, for me, I've been working with salespeople professionally for over 10 years now. And so I'm willing to open up with people on ride-alongs. I'm willing to open up with people on coaching and say, look, I'm not perfect. I don't close 100% of the deals. There's deals that I blow that I should have closed. And there's also deals that I close that I shouldn't have won. And so, like, there, there has to be a search for the silver lining. You know, you, you do have to live through these emotions. You do have to live through these problems. I, I do feel that me going through the problems that I faced in my lifetime have made me a better person and a better salesperson. But going through them at the time absolutely sucked. Going through them at the time is one of those things where, like, man, I think back to some of the struggles that I faced, you know, uh, having the embarrassment of not closing deals, having the embarrassment of I'm going to have to eat top ramen for a week, having the embarrassment of coming back to the office with zero deals in the bag, having the embarrassment of, of uh, not performing, and then that embarrassment flipped over into shame. Now, the reason I bring this up is when salespeople face shame, they have a typical pattern that they use, Okay they hide. That's, that's normal. They don't want to go out and social. They don't want to go to the office. They don't want to interact with people. Okay. That's on a sales level. They, they, you may not see them. It's like, this is why it's good to have a network. I've got two, two groups of people that I talk through during the day, you know, and if I'm struggling, I'll flat out say today sucks. I'm struggling with this. And then you know, it's the job of my crew on both crews to go, Hey, Scott, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. You're a, you're a closer. Get back in there. Everything's going to be all right. Or you'll get the next deal. And, you know, sometimes in my own personal life, when I'm struggling with the things that, that happen personally, you know, I'll tell them, hey, here's where I'm struggling. They'll go, you know what? You got this. You're going to be okay. You've lived through this before. You can live through it again. So for other people, here's a couple of things that they might do, right? No judgment, just just conversation. They binge eat. Binge eat. They go out. They eat a bunch of junk food. They eat a bunch of pizza. They eat a bunch of sushi. I don't know what, what people do when they binge eat. When I binge eat, uh, if I'm... <laughs> I haven't had candy in like 10 months. No, I haven't had candy since June. It's been 19 months since I've had candy, ice cream, or cake. 
So like I've been on a carnivore diet. So for me, binge eating is a lot of bacon or a lot of beef. But prior to that, uh, it was a lot of candy. Reese's, peanut butter cups, Twix, 100 grand, you name it, C's candy, you name it, I would binge eat. Uh, they drink. Now for me, I'm allergic to alcohol. I'm allergic to fermented food, so alcohol is not on my thing. Uh, sometimes when people are stuck in shame, they do drugs. They find a uh, material or a product of choice and they go for it. Could be that they gamble. Um, and, and, you know, there's other dangerous activities and you could just use your imagination. And I'm just going to call it party mode. And so, like, this is meant to cover up the uh, the not closing deals. This is meant to cover up the shame. It's meant to allow for you to get away. And I've seen salespeople do this in just about every industry. I've done this myself. I'm raising my hand. I'm not perfect. So deep down inside, salespeople, they don't just want the dopamine rush of a deal, of a check. They want respect. And this includes me, too. The respect of teammates, the respect of professionals, the respect of people that we love, the respect of people we don't even know. And so this makes sense why salespeople hide when they don't close deals. They don't want to have that shame in front of them of not closing deals, of not making money, of not getting the respect. And there's risk. There is 100% risk of being open to people because you could be made fun of. You could be torn down. You could be talked to in ways that just are horrible that just feel bad. And so this is why when you look at true closers, what I consider a true closer, they build up the people around them. So this isn't giving you a reason to go complain, but like to talk to somebody who's got wisdom and who's been through the problems before. You know, the closers that I know, when when I have my doubts, when I have my struggles, when I talk to them, like the first thing they say is, hey, you know how this works. You got this. You've lived through it before. And then the same thing goes for them because there's days that they call me and they got doubt. And there's days that they call me and I know that they're like, for whatever reason, they've got shame going on in their life. And I can't mention names because this is a personal topic. And so closers with a lowercase c are the type of people you don't want on your side. Those are the type of people that are all about them. They're one-sided. They don't care about you. They, they, they just care about themselves. So closers with a capital C are the type of people that you want to have on your team. Here's the thing to know that closers, they know the feeling of not closing a deal. They know that it takes tons of appointments to get used to the process. You know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to get over feelings of loss. It's hard to get over feelings of embarrassment. It's hard to get over feelings of shame if you've never talked about it, if you've never had somebody be open with you, if never somebody's never discussed it with you, if somebody's never gone down the path. But here's the thing to know that shame is part of the sales game. It's hard to tell you that it's not there. It's hard to live through. And this is why I'm working and saying, hey, look, there is definitely a shortcut. There's your capability of, of talking to somebody, getting professional help and recognizing, like, look, at the end of the day, you're not the only one. You're not the only person who's lived through this. You're not the only person who's going to live through it. And I got to tell you, me, even with as much sales knowledge as I have, there's fights that I have against myself going, you know what, Scott, you've lived through this before. These are all normal parts of the presentation. These are all normal parts of the sales process. This is all stuff that you're going to live through and you're going to live through again. So uh, here's the thing. I want to give you some framework, some ways to get past shame. I want to give you some of your own capability, of your own things that you can do. And once again, I'm not a health professional. These are from my, my ideas and from talking with people. And some of these ideas will not be the thing that helps you sleep at night. It could be a combination of it. It could be something else. 
You know, it could be that you find other articles online, that you talk to a professional, that you talk to other salespeople who've lived through what you're, you're, you're living through. And so it, these things may require hard work and effort, and they are not nice and flowery. flowery. So like when, when you're struggling and when I'm struggling, sometimes we tend to look for the easiest thing. And I got to let you know, sometimes the easiest thing is not the thing that's going to fix the problem. So know you're a salesperson and that there are ups and downs of the game. We all go through it. And our own personal life has direct influence on our sales life. Our sales life has our, its influence on our personal life. And when salespeople struggle, I can sit down with them and say, what's changed in your life? What, what major changes have made? What, what's going on? What have you won? What have you lost? Because those are the major influencers of losing deals. You know, uh, losing a significant other to relationship breaks up to death. Uh, losing a house, losing a car, losing a boat, losing a pool, losing a vacation, losing a title. Then there's wins. Winning a, uh, winning deals, huge deals. Uh, getting a house, getting a car, getting a boat, getting a pool, having a kid. Like, just think of the opposite of all the losses. Those are all ways that you can go into a sales slump. And so there are people that are meant to help you through your life. And that can come from therapy, can come from a coach, could come from a mentor. Now, with that being said, I'm going to give you some low tech. Keep a journal. And it could be a written journal. It could be a typed uh, journal. It could be it could be a voice journal that you transcribe into like something like otter.ai or rev.com. Know you're an amazing person and you're willing to do what so many people are scared of. You know, so many people have the, the huge fear of saying, I can never be a salesperson. I could never go through that. I couldn't deal with the rejection. I couldn't stand, you know, being in front of people. It's just not something that I'm willing to do. So be gracious to yourself. If there's anything that I've learned from Bob Beverly, a tremendous dude from New York, is to be gracious with yourself. You can fall in love. And falling in love doesn't mean with a person. It could be with a hobby. It could be with nature. It could be with an animal. Um, And what I mean by that is like you have a pet, not the weirdness. Don't go down the weird path. Uh, Take a vacation. Save some money. You know, find, find a win in a different industry. Those are all ways for you to get past the feeling of shame and, and know that it is normal for you when you lose a deal to go through an emotional slump, especially the bigger, the bigger the deal is, then the more your reputation is writing online, the bigger the capability of you having shame. And so I've lived through this, you've lived through this, which means that you can live through it again. It gets easier over time. I want to let you know that I believe in you. You got this. Keep going. Now, with that being said, uh, if you'd like to stick around for a few more minutes, I've got the dark, dark side of sales. And this comes from the shame of bad work or the shame of making mistakes. Uh, and for some people, the shame of evil deeds. Like the, there's deals in business that you shouldn't do. There's deals in business that you shouldn't close. And uh, I remember a couple months back talking to a sales professional and the person was telling me, they said, hey, uh, I, I know that I went out of bounds and I really don't want to tell you this story. And they conveyed a story to me about a sale that they made that they didn't, they didn't believe in that sale. They said the things that they had to do to make the sale weren't what they decided that they were going to do with their life. And they felt bad of how that sale was made. And so this becomes a question of your moral being. And I, I can't tell you what to do here because everybody's got their own beliefs and ethics. This is why it's important for you to sit down and say, hey, these are the lines that I'm never going to cross. These are the things that I'm, I'm never going to do. And when I talk to the sales professional, 
they they asked me they said hey look i really screwed up on this deal do you think that there's redemption and i shared with them is the redemption is to not ever do it again the redemption is to recognize that that is a bridge that you're you're not ever going to cross that's a conversation that you're not ever going to do again and I'm, I'm being very vague on purpose and being very uh, general on purpose because like that's a very brave conversation to have with somebody to admit like that they stepped in what they believe were their, were their own boundaries and said I, I crossed the, I crossed my moral line and so once again it's very important for you to do the right thing it's very important for you to be you know ethical and and have your sales process but when this person came to me they knew that I wasn't going to judge them they knew that I wasn't going to say hey knucklehead here's you know all the reasons why in their mind they knew they screwed up what what good's it going to do for me to to tear them down you know my response was look don't ever do a knucklehead thing like that again sometimes believe it or not there's shame from not working with the best uh that could be the best product the best service the best people the the best installers the best uh delivery the best implementation the best it could be like i'm embarrassed to work for this organization for this team and if that happens, you may have to find somewhere else to work. When you go through it, shame can touch on imposter syndrome, rejection, past fears from life and present projected fears from life, worried about being exposed for something that you're not, anxiety, low self-esteem, and depression. These are all things that are normal. So here's the thing. If you feel like this is you, if you feel like you're struggling, if you feel like you're stuck, I know I've mentioned this a few times. Please get some professional help. Have the conversation. And, you know, talk to somebody. A priest, a mentor, a clergy member, a good friend. Um, I'm just trying to name off different people that you can talk to, just like I, I share when, uh, when I share conversations about rejection. It's super important for you to realize that as a pro, there's going to be feelings, there's going to be emotions, there's going to be struggles, there's going to be problems that you face. But the, re the more real you can be about them and the more that you can be open to talk about them with, with people that you're going to be safe with, with people who are going to respect you and take care of you and, in essence, give you love. Those are the people that you want to talk to. Those are the people that you want to share these things with. And, you know, I'm not an attorney. So if you're searching for legal advice because you made a mistake, I'm not the guy to talk to. And if, if you really need to get professional help, go get it. There's nothing to be ashamed about. I've, I've used professionals in my lifetime during a couple of bad areas, and they allowed me to see what's going on. I've got friends that are professionals, and occasionally I'll reach out to them and say, hey, look, I need to have a professional conversation with you. Let me compensate you for your time. Uh, but, you know, it's better to have those people on, on the ready before something happens instead of having to search and go, I don't know who to talk to about this. I just I don't have anybody else. Now, if that happens... Here's, here's the opportunity for you. Uh, there's always the, the ability to go to the wild. And what I mean by that is go to the mountains, go to the beach, go to the ocean, go to the river, go to the prairies, go to the, go to the place where there's nobody and just get things off your chest. And, you know, if, if you have a problem, like I feel ashamed of not closing deals, talk it through, you know, talk, talk it through and then write it down in a journal if that's what it takes for you. But recognize, I promise you, the feelings of imposter syndrome, rejection, fears about what people are going to think about you, the anxiety of closing deals, the anxiety of not closing deals, the anxiety of making money, not making money, looking for respect and having respect. These are all feelings that are normal. 
If you have shame about your sales process, your lack of making deals, your lack of closing deals, you know what? This this is part of the game. This is part of the ups and downs. And I, I know that you hearing that right now may not make it easier, but recognize that I've been there. I've lived through it. I've been there. I've lived through it. And I'm, I'm not repeating myself except for any other reason to say that this, this is a repeating thing that happens in life. This is a repeating thing that, that happens in professions. You know, I spoke to an entrepreneur the other day and they said, Scott, I did a deal that was stupid and I lost almost $3 million. I have regret for doing it, but I learned a lot. And so like when I talk to multimillionaires and decamillionaires, sometimes their favorite conversations are the, the, the problems that they had to overcome in order for them to get to where they're at. Like their, their favorite things when they talk about are their biggest losses to the biggest wins. Not necessarily their biggest wins, not necessarily the car they drive or the house that they live in. They talk fondly of like, I made mistakes and thank goodness I made mistakes so I didn't make them again. So if you are in the world of sales, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a sales pro, if you're just getting started, keep going. It gets better. It gets easier. But you do live through all of these emotions. You do live through all these problems. If I live through them. You're going to live through them. And here's the, the secret that I got to tell you. It's going to happen multiple times in your life. But you can do it. You can keep going. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.